welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast with me, your host, Andy Galliano. In this podcast, I share with turkey hunters just like you how to have more turkeys on your hunting property and how to have more successful turkey hunts. I teach you how to do this with tips and interviews with turkey hunting pros, wildlife management tips, and entertaining turkey hunting stories. Tune in weekly as I share proven and simple strategies to help you have more success this turkey season. Make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe to receive free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews. Also, please visit and like my Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook and search I Am Turkey Hunting. And also feel free to post your turkey hunting photos from this past season and let us know where and when you killed your bird. For all of you Twitter users out there, please follow me on Twitter where my handle is at turkeyhitman and I will be sure to follow you back. And now, for this week's show. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 274. Introducing the new Turkey Hunter Podcast co-host. And right now, I'm going to say I am your host like I normally do, but really, I am one of your co-hosts, and the guy who, believe it or not, Sunday morning heard his first gobbling of the year and saw his first strutting toms of the year. More about that in just a second, because right now, even though there is some strutting and gobbling going on, we are 51 days, 10 hours 23 minutes and 33 seconds away from opening day of spring turkey season in Alabama. So I'm just going to go ahead and just bring him on in here because I'm pretty sure he's going to have some questions about what I just told you guys about the gobbling and strutting that I saw this weekend. So I would like to introduce you guys to someone that many of you already know because he's got some history with the Turkey Hunter podcast, and that is Cameron Weddington. And so Cameron has agreed to let me sucker him into being the co-host of the Turkey Hunter podcast. And I have to tell you guys, I'm very excited about this. Cameron, as you know, if you've listened to the show for any length of time, has been on several episodes. He actually interned for me for a while and helped out with the editing and putting the shows together while he was in Birmingham in college. And then he got all grown up, moved back to Jackson, Tennessee, where he's from, and got a real J-O-B and left me high and dry. So I've tricked him into coming back. I reeled him back in. Cameron, how are you, buddy? I'm good, and I'm back. (laughs) And I'm here to stay this time. At least this week. You're going to be hearing my voice a lot more often, (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Oh, good deal. Man, I really am excited about having you come on. You know, I, I think that, well, obviously, because we've got some history together from you interning for me and us hunting together, and we've become pretty good friends over the past several years. And, you know, I think we've got a great rapport and... 
I think that you're going to be a very, very good addition to the show. And so I'm excited about this. Man, I truly appreciate it. And I hope I'm able to bring some insight and bring a good voice to the show. And I know that we'll work well together. We have some different strategies with turkey hunting, and but we mesh well together. We've always hunted well together. And we seem to always be able to talk about turkeys quite a bit. So I don't think we'll give the listeners any lack of content between the two of us. And then you throw in some guests in there, and good Lord, we're going to have plenty to talk about. I do believe that is true. So let me tell you what happened this weekend, because I am I have yet to yeah. share the story with anybody other than Tammy. And Yeah, and a pen and a permission slip for me, uh-huh. and uh-huh. Uh, that, those are the requirements All right. for the new co-hosting position. You said that was the new, what, wasn't that the payment, unlimited pens and access? Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> does it matter to you whether I have access to those properties or not? I can just send you out there. <laughs> hey, that'll work. But no, seriously. All right. But Cameron, you got to tell me about this because you're getting me hyped. But you know these are Alabama birds. Yeah. So, so they're. Do you really want to mess with them again? No, I definitely don't. I don't <laughs> plan to under any circumstance. So. Uh, when you said they gobbled, that was when I thought, hey, they, he must have been out of state. <laughs> he was in Tennessee this weekend. What was he doing there? He, he didn't was, call me. He was out of state. There's no doubt if they gobbled. Are you kidding? <laughs> and they didn't get shot within 15 minutes? He's uh, out of state. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So, uh, all right, so I need to give you a little backstory, and, and actually, I've sent you some of the pictures that I've been getting on my trail cameras mm-hmm. of two long-bearded, not very long-spurred turkey birds that have been coming into my property south of Birmingham that I hunt a good bit, but fish probably more than anything, and these jokers are coming in almost every single day to this food plot around 8.30 to 9 o'clock in the morning. And hmm. they are staying until 3 to 3.30 every single day. And they're just hanging out. And every so often, you know, they'll just stroll by the camera and pose real pretty for a picture and keep right on feeding and doing whatever it is they're doing out there. So I hunted, deer hunted, the property Saturday afternoon and when I pulled in Saturday afternoon they were just getting ready to leave the food plot it was about 3:30, maybe close to 3:40, and they were right on the edge of the food plot about to walk into the woods well I also noticed when I got into that food plot because you can see a little piece of a second food plot that I have up on top of the same hill and I looked into that second food plot and there was a pile of turkeys Mm. in that food plot and I'd been getting just sporadically some pictures of some hens and jakes in a flock and so I kind of figured that was my flock of hens and jakes in the far food plot my two toms were walking out of this food plot to go and roost And, well, they actually roost on my neighbor's property, but I know where they roost, and you can just about see it from the tree stand that I have on this particular food plot that they've been hanging out in so much. So they leave 
as I drive through the field. Actually, I drove through the field, turned around and drove back because I did not want to spook them by me not being in the truck. They could care less about the vehicle. I've driven by them several times mm-hmm. already and mm-hmm. they just don't care. But I knew if I was out of the vehicle, I was going to scare them off and I don't, I, that's not something I want to do right now. I want to keep them around for another 51 days, 10 hours, and <laughs> about 17 minutes and some odd seconds. So You need to keep them around for 52 days because there's two gobblers. Well, that's, that's so. very true. Very true. <laughs> yeah. One for the 22nd, I guess, and one for the 23rd yes, indeed. of March. Yeah. So when I drove back into the field, they were literally, I could just kind of see them through the trees and brush on the edge of the field. So I knew they were gone. So I turned back around again, drove back through the field to where I normally park the truck, parked the truck, got my gear together, walked back to the field, climbed up in my stand, and I'm sitting there in the stand. Well, as soon as I get in the stand, I look at that little piece of a food plot that I can see, the second food plot up on that hill, and I see those turkeys. Well, they're not even really paying me any attention, even though I'm wearing an orange hat, and I'm in full camo with this orange hat, so I guess it looks just like a levitating orange hat floating in the air. I I don't know what that looks like to them, but they were not concerned with that at all either. I sit down and about 20, maybe 30 minutes later, they all come into the food plot that I was in. And I sat there and watched three jakes and 11 hens feed around, kind of chased each other around the field a little bit, a lot of purring, a little bit of yelping going on. And I was just having a heck of a afternoon watching them. I saw some deer, but I can't even remember how many deer I saw. And that's really not even important. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> so it got to be about, I don't know, maybe 30 or 45 minutes before dark. And the first bird takes a few steps and flies. Well, she cleared the trees and started downhill and I lost sight of her. So I didn't know she had roosted on my property or she continued on down the hill and roosted on my neighbor's property across the road. And from the time that she flew until the last turkey flew, probably was 30 seconds. I mean, they were all going at the same Hmm. time. So I could hear them after they all flew up. I could hear them tree hopping and flying here and flying there. So that was pretty much my turkey excitement for Saturday afternoon. Sunday morning, I went back and hunted the same food plot because I had to do some, actually I had to help some people do some work out there. Some of my neighbors do some work on the roads going into our properties. We all share a a road going in there and so we had some culverts we needed to clean out and so I had to meet them at like eight o'clock in the morning to do that. So I figured well I'll just go back and hunt the same food plot and who knows, I might get to see some turkeys because I know they're all around that area. Yeah, So good motivation. Exactly. Here's how hard I was hunting Sunday morning. I parked my truck in the middle of the food plot, had the rifle in my lap, the window cracked, and I hear the hens start to wake up a little bit, doing some calling, and then they get a little bit louder, a little bit louder, and I happen to look over on across 
the slough or the little draw, the slough of the lake or the draw, and up on the hill on my neighbor's property where his driveway goes up the hill and turns to the right, there's a nice pretty little green patch there. And I look and I see turkeys pitching down out of the trees into this little green patch. And so I'm watching them. And next thing I know, I see two birds in full strut with Mm. all of those other turkeys. And I take my binoculars and I look and I'm watching them. Sure enough, it's the two toms that were in my food plot that Saturday afternoon. And they're out there just showing off for the girls. I mean, showing them what they got. And probably, you know, I'm going out on a limb because nobody, well, because none of them told me this, but I'm going to go out on a limb and speculate that they were probably intimidating those Jakes just a little bit, just letting them know that there's somebody bigger and badder in town. Mm-hmm. And then it hit me. I have my Doug Morgan turpin-style hen box in the back seat because I'd been running it Friday afternoon and Saturday morning while I was deer hunting just to practice a little bit. So I grab my hen box, crack the window even more, and I start cranking on this hen box. And the hens are calling back to me, and I'm calling to them, and I'm just trying to keep them all talking. You know, I'm not trying to call any birds towards me, and I really don't even think they're interested in coming my direction, to be quite honest. But I'm calling to them, calling to them, calling to them, and then I hear it. Mm. And I had this huge smile on my face. Oh. And then I hear a Jake go, <laughs> Choked him up a little bit. And the hens are calling, and I kept calling to them, running that hen box. And about five minutes later, I got another gobble. Mm. And so I didn't have too much more time to play with them. So I got out of the truck, unloaded the gun, put the gun away in the gun case, got all my stuff packed up, got in the truck, and went to help my neighbors clean out the culverts. And later that afternoon, my trail camera sent me pictures. And instead of those two toms showing up between, you know, 8.30 and 9 o'clock, they showed up at 10.30. And they stayed out there in the in that same food plot until it was probably 3 or 3.30 again. So they're hanging out in that area. They are perfectly happy. They're starting to act a little bit like the way we want them to Mm -hmm. act in the spring. And so it got me pretty pumped up and I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I'm, man, yeah, that's what it's all about right there. Getting to watch them do that. That was well. And I saw some deer. I can't even remember again. That's all (laughs) insignificant stuff. Afterthought. Yeah. I didn't squeeze the trigger on a deer, and anyway, it was it was a great afternoon hunting and a great, probably beyond great morning hunting. Mm-hmm. So, January gobbles—that's pretty good, right there. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. But you know what's interesting? I have seen two. Well, actually, one picture and one video of turkeys in strut from this past weekend posted on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I started seeing them myself. Yeah. So one of them I saw was in Louisiana, and then one I saw was in Alabama. So, you know, not, again, I don't think the hens are ready. I don't even really think they're all that close to being ready. 
but mm-hmm. it's that time of year, I believe, where the Toms are starting to think about it a little bit and kind of jockey for position or dominance. And yeah. Getting ready to rock and roll. So Yeah, yeah, it's it's almost like the segregation of the sexes is a kind of dissipating is what it sounds like to me. They're all kind of merging up right now to get in a giant flock. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh those poor Jakes are probably gonna get a whoop down here in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> and they'll be out on their own. <laughs> yeah, probably so and that'll be fun to watch. Hopefully I'll be around and get to see that. Yeah, it's pretty fun. You'd, with with them kind of calling your place home, you'll be able to watch the whole transformation almost. Yeah, and especially given the fact that we have two more weeks of deer season before yeah, it runs out. Yeah, that's true. You have something to actually pursue while you're out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good excuse. If it, uh, I mean, yeah, it's all kind of secondary. <laughs> it's a good excuse to get out of the house. <laughs> going deer hunting you can't just say i'm going turkey watching right right well yeah yeah. no i'd I'd more respect that too (laughs) yeah turkey watching is about to begin yeah it is it is usually i save that for after the nwtf convention but we'll see yeah that's kind of the kickstarter yeah no doubt so hey let's do this well first of all no 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 i want to come back to that let's do the rapid fire q a with you let's do it i can't uh I think I'm going to go for more of an accuracy than time thing, but I'll try my best. Okay. All right. Well, I'm still putting the timer to you, so give me a second to get the clock. That's fine. I'll try to be quick, but I'm not going to lie to the the viewers on my first day as co-host. Well, I think you remember what my – I know you don't remember exactly, but I think you remember my time sucked, so it should be easy to be Oh, yeah, the the 100th episode extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was a long time ago. This is episode 274. Yeah, you've done a bunch without me. It's been a while. That's yeah. pretty unbelievable. 274. Wow. Yep. All right. I'm going to start the stopwatch as soon as I start the first question, and we'll roll through these things just as quick as we can. All right. Let's do it. Get my notes here. All right. Wild turkey, grilled, baked, or fried? Grilled. Wild turkey on the rocks, neat with cola or with water? With cola. Number of grand slams? Zero. Have you ever killed a bearded hen? No. Have you ever killed a Jake? Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ten-minute successful hunt on a two-year-old or a four-hour-long hunt with a clean miss on a four-year-old? In Tennessee, four-year-old. Out-of-state, two-year-old. Favorite camo pattern? Real tree original. Wild turkey legs for dinner or for the dog? Dinner. More or less than five strikers in your turkey vest? I believe I've whittled it down to less. State you killed your first turkey in? Tennessee. State you killed your last turkey in? Wisconsin. Sit in a blind for four hours and squeeze the trigger or run and gun for one hour and not shoot? Run and gun. All right. Rios or Osceola's? Hadn't been to hunt Mr. Osceola yet, so I'm going to have to go Rio. Rio or Eastern? Eastern. Easterns or Merriam's? If I'm hungry, Merriam's. If I want more fun, Eastern. Fields turkeys or woods turkeys? Woods turkeys. Shotgun scope, rifle sight, holographic sight, or beads? Bead. Rubber boots, leather boots, or snake boots? Hiking boots. I believe they're leather. 
Favorite place you've ever hunted? Swamps of Tennessee. Most turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Mm-hmm. I think it was 20. Least number of turkeys you've ever killed in a season? Probably one. Out of all the states you've hunted, which has the most uncooperative turkeys? <laughs> ha! Alabama. <laughs> if you only knew how to imitate one turkey sound to call turkeys, what would it be? Yelp. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good of a turkey caller do you think you are? Seven. Favorite turkey hunting book? The Greatest Moments of My Life, Jack Dudley. Who taught you how to turkey hunt? A man who wants to remain nameless. All right. (laughs) Got from my church. (laughs) Think of the toughest turkey you ever hunted. Did you ever kill him? No, the psychic. Do you prefer long, sharp spurs or long, thick beards? Spurs. The biggest mistake new turkey hunters make? Call too much and move too much. How long does turkey season last in heaven and what is the bag limit? It never ends. You never kill them, but you get to call them every day. Three minutes, 51.37 seconds, which I'm pretty sure is the second longest time ever. Behind you, I hope. Correct. <laughs> well, I, I threw in a few snippets in there, and I, I think I was accurate to most of my statements. Only one was the boot one that kind of got me. Or I, I have many pairs, hip boots. I got some fishing waders, leather boots. Killed some in cowboy boots last year. Yeah. I had all kind of boots. <laughs> yeah. All right. I've got a question that I'm going to ask you about books here in just a minute because you've been reading a bunch of them, but oh, yeah. let's let's do this first. You and I have been trying to coordinate our calendars and mm-hmm. get a hunt scheduled together for this coming spring, but we seem to be having difficulty because your calendar is quite full. So It is. <laughs> Tell us where all you are planning on going. And by the way, for those of you who have just stumbled across the show, you've never heard Cameron or met Cameron or anything like that. Cameron's also in pursuit of his Grand Slam. I'm sorry, not just well, yes, not slam. just your Grand yeah. Slam, but your Super Slam. And so yeah. tell us how many states you killed in and then tell us how many states and which states you are going to this coming season. So I have killed... In nine states by my count. So that's Mississippi, Alabama, by the grace of God, Tennessee, Wisconsin, North Carolina, Kansas, Nebraska, South Dakota, and North Dakota. I believe that adds up to nine. And this coming spring, I will pursue the wild turkey. Beginning in Florida, South Florida, chasing the Osceola for the first time. And that'll be my first Grand Slam if I kill him. And so I'll start there, open a weekend in Florida. I'm going back to Mississippi for two days because of the way their license works. My license runs till March 16th, so I can hunt for two days. So might as well take advantage of that because it's before Tennessee opens. So I'll be in Mississippi for their opening weekend. And then I'll go to Georgia for their opening two weekends. And then I'm headed to Texas for their opening weekend and when i get home from texas tennessee will be open and i'll start hunting in tennessee 
And then I'll have a wedding I need to attend in Georgia, so I'll hunt there for one morning before the wedding. I'll return to Tennessee to hunt a few more days. And then my brothers and I are headed on a big trip to Maine. And assuming we kill in Maine, we'll move to New Hampshire. And assuming we kill in New Hampshire, we'll move to Vermont. And if we somehow kill in Vermont, we'll move to New York. So we're pretty much the the main goal. That's kind of pun. The main goal is to kill in Maine and New Hampshire, and if we can be successful there, we'll move to another state. But the ultimate goal is to knock those two out at the end of the year. Gotcha. So that would be, I think, six new states this year. How, Five how or many six. of your brothers are going with you on this trip? Three. So it'll be four of us together. I have three brothers. They're all three going to go. Um Extremely blessed that we all get along really well. We all hunt well together. One of them, this will be his first turkey trip with us. I've hunted with one, the brother who's next up for me in age, on more trips than the others. And one of them went with us last year. And then the other one, who's a farmer, will go with us this year for the first time. So he's pretty pumped about his first big trip out turkey hunting. And it should be pretty cool to have the four brothers out chasing turkeys and eating lobsters in Maine. Heck yeah, man. That'll be a great trip. I sure hope so. I hope we get on them. hope it's a good experience because it will be Eastern, so I know they'll be a little more hard-headed. You know, it'd probably be easier to start my other brother out in South Dakota on some Merriams for fun, but we're going to throw him right in the furnace. But I'm not taking him to Alabama, so it's not the complete furnace. <laughs> well... Uh, the your hunting easterns the turkey hunting in the northeast is a great deal different than it is in the southeast obviously i would never guarantee you guys are going to get turkeys but you should have plenty of opportunities yeah well that's all you can ask for as long as we have opportunity it'll be a fun trip and it'll be fun regardless but definitely more fun when you actually get to wake up and hear one gobble yeah no doubt so i'm pretty pumped about it i think it's going to be a good year overall i'm trying to average if i can average four states per year which i mean that's pretty high i'll be done in 10 years so i'd like to do that and then i'll just do it again a couple times Mm -hmm. and uh, then i'll probably be too old maybe i'll start just paying folks to wheel me out there and do it again i'll wheel you out but I'll be pushing you while somebody's pushing me at that point. Come on now. <laughs> I don't plan on quitting. <laughs> I, I'm not quitting until they chunk me in a hole somewhere. So there will figure be, out some way to get after them. There will be no wheelchair. I'm just going to crawl. I'm used to, <laughs> I'm used to turkey hunting that way anyway in Alabama. There so you go. What difference does it make? It'll help keep you lower in the ground. <laughs> uh, we're good. But yeah, I'm really pumped about this next spring. I'm I'm really excited about getting to start early in Florida. So I'll get to hunt almost a month before I would have originally in Tennessee. So I mean that's really a nice bonus. I have it calculated. I should be able to hunt 64 days, I believe, this season. Yeah, it's pretty strong. When does Florida's season mm-hmm. open? March I'm, 6th. March 6th. How many days? It is 38 days, nine hours, 50 minutes, and 18 seconds. So that's not long. No, no. That's about two weeks before, yeah, about 15 days before Alabama season opens up. Yep, two weeks because they open and then Mississippi opens and then you guys in Florida open. 
Or Georgia. Then everybody else jumps on board. Or, yeah, Georgia, sorry. You guys in Georgia open. Then everybody else jumps on board. Yeah. So it should be uh, should be fun. Well, I hope that you are able to mark all six of those states off the list. What I, I know if you kill in one state, you'll be happy. One state, new state, one state other than Tennessee, mm-hmm. you'll be happy. But what have you kind of set your goal? Is your goal to get all six of those? I mean, are you going to be disappointed if you don't get all six? What what are you? No, I won't really be disappointed if I don't get all six because, I mean, Florida is going to be tough. I know that much. And Georgia was, is going to be tough. Um, I'll be disappointed if we don't mark, if I don't at least kill one turkey on our big trip because I'll have nine days to hunt. So, I mean, I feel like my odds are that I should get one state knocked off on the big trip at the end. So, realistically, if I could kill in two to three states, it'll be a good year. If I can mark off four, great year. Somehow killing all six, I'm on top of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, that's, if I can, if I get three, I mean, that's, that's a good year, you know? I mean, you can't argue, you can't, and then maybe get one or two more birds in Tennessee. Ain't nothing wrong with that. No, uh, well, I mean you're shooting those tame turkeys in Tennessee. You should have the you should be yeah. it out in Tennessee in about well probably the first week of season. So that that old psychic turkey down in the swamp, God rest his soul, he would have put any man in his place. And he was a Tennessee bird. So I've I've come across some good ones here. They do gobble pretty good here. I'll say that much. A lot more so than Alabama. Yeah, yeah. We have mime turkeys. You do. Your turkeys drum. That's how the. That's how the. I will say Alabama turkeys drum louder than many of the turkeys I've encountered. That's it's like that's how they've learned to communicate. That's exactly what they do. I I, seriously, I think I've told people that before. I believe the Alabama turkeys figured out gobbling is a bad idea for his health, so he's going to maybe give you a few on the roost, and then he's going to come down and. when they drum, though, man, it's the leaves are coming up off the ground almost. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, they definitely do some drumming. <laughs> yes, they do. It's fun. I mean, I love the drum. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm not going to tell you that I like going and not hearing a turkey gobble because that would be a complete, utter lie, and I'm not going to do that. But hearing them drumming coming in, man, that's that just it gets me fired up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When you hear that sound, better hope your gun's up and ready because he's, he's coming <laughs> and he's close. Yeah. I, I want to say this before we move on and talk about turkey hunting books. You are going to let me mic you up this spring, aren't you? Yes. All right. So Absolutely. You're going to be, you're going to have some audio from some of your hunts to share with us. So that'll be a lot of fun for us to be able to kind of go on those trips with you and experience those hunts with you. I'm I'm excited about that. I'm fired up about that. So that'll be that. Yeah, especially, hopefully, you're going you're going to Florida two weeks before I'm going to start hunting. So I'm looking forward to getting some audio from you on that hunt. That's going to be that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, it should be. I hope it hope it goes well. And hopefully, it's unlike the last time you gave me a microphone, um, where it lasted a total of about thirty minutes in the woods with me. I believe before it gone forever yeah and it still resides somewhere in kansas probably hanging on a little <laughs> oak sapling somewhere yeah 
that was a uh, you go on a nine day trip and take a microphone with you and lose it on day one that's kind of kind of upsetting but it would have been a good one to have recordings on <laughs> sounds like it you guys got into him pretty good on that trip yeah so hopefully i'll have some good audio for everyone this year and i'm gonna kind of listen to some of andy's audio he's done to learn you know one thing i'll have to get used to is to kind of during the hunt kind of say what's going on i'm going to try to do a good job of that so that i can try to paint that picture for y'all to put yourself in the situation and with turkey hunting with the sounds of the hunt you can do that yeah as long as i kind of describe where i am kind of of a just painting that picture with words it'll it'll be interesting it'll be a learning process for us all yeah but that's my goal well, I'm excited about it. That's going to be, it'll be a good time. So, all right, let's talk about some turkey hunting books because you have been hot and heavy into the turkey hunting books, really mm-hmm. the entire off season. Oh, yeah. So tell us again, your favorite book. The Greatest Moments of My Life by Jack Dudley. And that is one that you just read how long ago? Yes, I just finished it like last week. I read it. It was the first turkey hunting book I ever read as a, as a kid. And my mentor gave me the copy to borrow to read because it's extremely hard to find. The only place I've found it, I think, is on Jim Caseta, and they run for 800 to to $1,000. And this copy is actually signed and inscribed to the fellow who let me borrow it. He actually knew Jack Dudley who was one of Preston Pittman's mentors on how to turkey call with a natural voice. Anybody that know who Jack Dudley was. And it's just a real interesting book. It's really interesting because it's not written, I don't know, Tom Kelly, I mean, his books are fantastic too, but he actually is a writer. He knows, I don't know, he uses, you know, bigger words and descriptions and stuff. Jack's book, it's literally like he's sitting there talking to you. It's, (laughs) you know, it'll be like, Man, I went down there to the, I don't know, it's, you'd have to read it to see what I'm talking about, but it's its not, he literally just spoke words and somebody wrote them down and put them in his book, is what I figured happened. Yeah. And it's its just, a, it's well written, a lot of great stories. One of the, my favorite chapters is called, I think, 10 Bad Dads. It's what he called a turkey that nobody could kill kind of thing. And he uh, just goes through those 10 stories about how he worked them and everything. He used to gobble a lot with his natural voice. It's just, it's different than all the other ones. So I put it in my my top three for sure. And it's my number one as of right now. Of course, I'm hot and heavy on it because I just read it. Yeah. <laughs> what are some of the other books that you read this off season? So I've read, I just finished, let's see, Turkey Hunting, A One-Man Game is one that I read earlier this year by Ken Morgan. That Excellent. one's fantastic. Yeah. I just read In the Turkey Woods by Jerome B. Robinson. It was good. He had a lot of advice about using decoys, which I'm not a decoy user myself, so that didn't pertain to me as much, but I, did, I was able to take that and learn stuff. And he also had some other tips in there. And then I read a book I saw on Facebook by a guy up in Michigan, Ted Rise, read a book called Haunted by the Gobble. Yeah. It was good. I believe that was his first book. I read one from H.S. Strutt called Ph.D. Gobblers. It was just stories. It was good. America's Greatest Game Bird, Archibald Rutledge. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you got 10th Legion, 
old pro turkey hunter, you know, classics. Earlier this year, I read a fall and winter turkey hunting handbook um, is what it was called before the fall season. So I've been I've been diving into them heavy, and I've read a bunch of them multiple times. I read Elimination in the Flatwoods again. That one's different than all the others because it's not hunting related, really. Yeah. So my if I was to tell somebody to pick up three books and read them, it would be Old Pro Turkey Hunter, Turkey Hunting, a one-man game. If you somehow could get a copy of Greatest Memories of My Life or Greatest Moments of My Life, those would be my top three books. But everybody needs to read Old Pro and Turkey Hunting, a one-man game. Those are classics. Yeah. Yeah, and so. both of those books are books you can readily get your hands on today because Mike yeah. Giles is, I, I guess he's re-released the old mm-hmm. turkey hunter. and Yeah, it's on Amazon for like 20 bucks. Yeah, and then Kenny Morgan's wife is has released Turkey Hunting, a one-man game, and so you guys should be able to find those online pretty easily if you haven't gotten them, gotten them already. Yeah, and... Another good one that I like to read just like one story of every now and then and stuff is a book called Bad Birds by Jim Spencer. It's just, it's all it is. He used to write uh, magazine articles mm-hmm. and it was a section called Bad Birds. And so they took all those and put them in a book is my understanding of how it was written. And so it'll just be a short tale about a particular turkey and how he worked him. And could. So it's just a cool story. And I, I really enjoy picking that up and just reading one story every now and then. So I'll read through the book again. It's it's really entertaining. It's an easy, fun read right before season to kind of get you hyped up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that book, to me, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was down my list of favorites. Which one? Bad Birds? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's not one you want to pick up and you're going to read cover to cover. It's kind of a, I want to read a turkey hunting story real quick. <laughs> And you pick it up and read one, you know? Yeah. It's not, I don't know, you don't dive into, like, the author as much as other books. Like, like you kind of understand the personality, why they're doing what they're doing and stuff with other books. This one is more of like, okay, he met this turkey, hunted him for a couple of days, here's how I killed him, boom, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But I really like Old Pro, One Man Game, and, and The Greatest Moments of My Life. They're all kind of along the same lines. I'm real kind of an old school turkey hunter that's just how i was taught and they're kind of in line with that and they're good well-written books yeah and you can learn some stuff from them i usually i know just the other day in one of them i can't remember which book i was reading he made a statement it made way too much sense for it not to be true and i've read some other stuff in these books that i'm like i don't know if that's accurate but there was a statement that was just way too made too much sense to be false I took out my phone and put it in my notes. And I I have a whole list of stuff like that in my notes and one particular note of ideas and tactics. And I just kind of read over it every now and then, and I'll read it again before season just to make sure I remember those things. Yeah. So that's something I've done with these books, and it, it's definitely paid off. Yeah, that's a, a great little tip I think people can use. So. Yeah, it, it, it helps me. I mean, I, I know there's been birds before where I, I killed them, and immediately when I killed them, I thought, man, I got that tactic out of this book from th- from this guy, you know? Yeah. And it's cool to, like, do that, because, like, he did that with that bird in Chapter 3, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It just helps fuel the obsession. Yeah. It gives me something to do while I'm waiting anyway. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. 
All right. Well, that is pretty much everything that I wanted to cover this week with you. Yeah. Obviously, you're going to be on, I would say, every episode going forward, but you're going to be on some turkey hunts and not available to co-host with me. And I'm going to be on some turkey hunts and going to let you have it on those weeks. So, uh-oh. Yep. As turkey season comes and plunge. Yeah, oh yeah, you you're going to go head first <laughs> in it, trust me. But as turkey season comes and goes, you'll get you guys listening will get both of us or just one of us a week and you know, I think that Cameron will bring a good something extra to the show and and so I'm looking forward to having you on obviously more often and I'm looking forward yeah. to having some help as well that's going to be awesome absolutely and of course we're going to have a lot of laughs and have a good time along the way that's what it's all about right there and well that's a fact he and I have already been working on bringing you guys some guest interviews. I expect we'll have one of those for you next week. I'm not real sure which one it will be, but I'm almost 100% sure we're going to have a guest interview for you guys next week. So that'll be fun. You'll be able to get our two different personalities questioning a guest, picking the guest brain, and I think it's going to be good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. So do me a favor before we sign off for the night. You know, I haven't taken the time to redo an intro or outro in the entire six years that I've been doing this show. And part of the reason that I haven't is because it's time consuming. Mm -hmm. But now I've got to, because we've got to add your contact information and your name in the intro and outro but for right now until we can get that added in there tell everyone how they can contact you if they want to suggest a guest for the show or a show topic or just want to say hey man welcome yeah so the best way to contact me would probably be through either facebook or instagram on facebook it's cameron weddington that's C-A-M-E-R-O-N, and then wedding, like you're getting married, T-O-N. And then you can look me up on Instagram as well with my name, or my handle is at thegobfather49. And please send me a message and let me know what you think. If you have any ideas, you are more than welcome to share them, and I promise we'll try to implement them if it's a good idea. <laughs> And if it's a bad idea, Cameron's going to tell you it's a bad idea. Don't ever email him or contact him again. I won't say that, but I'll just kind of say happy hunting and we'll move on. (laughs) Yes, I will promise you his mom and dad raised him better. He will never say that to you. So, and yeah, please reach out if you feel like it. I can't really say I've gotten a whole lot of bad ideas from the listeners. So I know you guys who do reach out to us, you reach out with good suggestions and good topics and good recommendations. And I appreciate that. So please reach out to Cameron, say hello. And if there's somebody you want to hear from or a topic you want covered, let him know that. And we'll add that on the list and see if we can't get to it here sooner rather than later. And I'm going to say this to all of you guys listening. If you are on Instagram, you 
absolutely 100% need to follow Cameron on Instagram because he's very active on it. He posts a lot of pictures, duck hunting, turkey hunting. I mean, whatever he's doing outdoors, he's posting pictures of. But he also posts recipes, pictures of whatever wild game it is that he's cooked. He talks and posts the books that he's read. And so he's very, very active on Instagram. And you guys need to follow him on Instagram if you are not already doing so. He's Yeah, that'd be great. I only mm-hmm. post the good recipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's way more active on social media, at least Instagram, than I am. I think I'm more, way more active on Twitter than he is. And probably neither of us are great on Facebook, but I, I know yeah. you're better at it than I am. I'm on it so rarely that I'm terrible. Yeah, I just like Instagram. I just like it better because post a picture, quick caption, and it's just easier to me. I don't know why. I, I need to be better about Facebook, but yeah, you can reach out on either and I'll, I'll get your message. Very good. Well, buddy, thanks for coming on the show. And well, I can't say that anymore because you're always going to be on the show. <laughs> hey, thanks for all agreeing to always be on the show. So I presented Cameron with this <laughs> with the idea of being co-host about, gosh, what has it been, a month ago? If not, maybe a little Mm -hmm. longer. And I told him, I said, good, bad, and ugly, here it is. And you need to talk to your wife before you agree to do this. Absolutely. He told me yesterday, yesterday or the day before, I can't remember, that he was in. So Yep, that was it. I'm not sure if... His decision was influenced by any of you guys, but you guys who reached out to me to say, hey, Cameron would make a great co-host. I agreed with you. I still agree with you. And so here's my thank you to you because I have shared all of those with him. And so, you know, whether or not that had something to do with his decision, I don't know, but I'm glad to have him on board and looking forward to to where we're going to go with the Turkey Hunter podcast in years to come. So going to be fun and it'll be exciting and hopefully we'll have a heck of a lot more turkey hunts to share with you guys as well. I'm really pumped up about that part of it. Yeah, I am too. I think we're going to have good content and I think we're going to work well together, Andy. And I do appreciate the listeners who said those things about me. Uh, It meant a lot to me and it did. It helped influence my thinking as towards the way of becoming a co-host. So I do appreciate y'all reaching out to Andy and saying those things. But, man, I'm looking forward to it. I think we got a lot of fun episodes ahead. And I think if anybody can pick up one tip from us and helps them bag a turkey, that makes our show well worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so, buddy. Well, all right. get back to it and have a great night. A great rest of the week, and you and I will be texting and talking here again soon because we've got to get a couple more interviews scheduled. So looking forward Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. See you later. All right, buddy. Have a great one. You too. Bye. All right. Bye. Well, all I can say is old habits die hard because I got off the call with Cameron and did not include him in the outro to the show. So I'll have to remember to do better with that next time. But for today, you guys have me. And I'm going to tell you that that's all that I've got for you guys today. But I'm going to ask you for a favor again this week. And it's going to sound 
very familiar. In fact, it's going to sound a lot like every single favor that I've asked of you for the month of January, and that is to please complete our listener survey. You can find the listener survey by texting the word THP survey. That's THP survey, and you're going to text that to the number 44222. After you do that, I'm going to send you a link that you can click on and complete the listener survey using your phone or tablet or desktop or laptop computer, however you want to complete it. You can do that. And again, I said this last week, but according to the survey software that I use, the average length of time it takes to complete the survey is three minutes. So if you will give me and Cameron three minutes of your time, I promise you what you say will not fall on deaf ears, and we will use the three minutes of your time that you gave to us to make this show better. We don't know what you want to hear and what you would like to hear more of and less of if we don't hear from you. So take the time and do that. It helps us to help you. And that is the reason why we do this show. We want to make you a better turkey hunter. If you'll do that for me and Cameron, that'd be a huge help. And now I'm going to sign off and say thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. I know that you have choices. I appreciate you spending your time with us. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.